What's going on? Brandon Lewis here with the 10Con Big 7 News Update. Had a great day today at the Hamilton County Conservatives. Got to meet a lot of folks that are grassroots in my home county who are paying attention. And I know that we have other patriots all across the three grand divisions that feel similarly. I am buoyed and strengthened by their enthusiasm and warm welcome as I am to be here with you. We've got great stories today, things that will curl your toes. I'm telling you, we've got uh, some info about DCS in Tennessee, human errors, human errors in the election system. Who would have thought it? Uh, A little Christmas pardoning. uh, And then also we're going to get into a little bit of government overreaching thieving, trying to take from taxpayers and property owners and citizens in Tennessee uh, things that are rightfully theirs and other things, including Knox County Mayor and her support of a drag show followed by rolling, rolling on the river, power adages, uh, outages, not adages. They added no power. They withheld it from TVA during the cold winter months. Here we recently had that polar vortex or whatever it was that roared through here. I am glad to be here with you. I hope you had a fantastic Christmas, a wonderful new year. I hope 2023 is the most conservative and the most prosperous year that you could possibly hope for. Help us fight big tech censorship. We have been turned way down on Facebook, uh, almost as if you were trying to uh, just, just keep some marinara sauce simmering. Facebook, because of our conservative message, has turned us way down, so make sure that you join us on the free speech platforms such as Gab, Getter, Truth, MeWe, Parler, Twitter, and Rumble. You can find us anywhere that conservatives gather, and I appreciate it. Now, finally, before we move into the first story, make sure you are subscribed to the Tennessee Conservatives newsletter. Now, listen, if you get this podcast and you think, oh, Brandon, I don't want to get the newsletter, BS and beans. You need to get that newsletter because it is going to deliver to your email box when they don't uh, put it into spam uh, or otherwise just anonymously censor you uh, or unsubscribe you. It is going to be there at 1130. And should you find that you're no longer getting the newsletter, resubscribe and we will hope it gets there. On to the first story. The state makes a poor parent, said new Tennessee DCS Commissioner Marjorie Quinn, at a joint committee meeting. Amid three hours of dialogue about the two audit reports on the agency's shortcomings, the 10th commissioner of the Department of Children's Services opined relentlessly on how her administration will do better. I am certain of it. Just like education. They promised they would do better for about 40 years. I don't know when that promise is going to be made good, but I'm waiting on it. Back to the story, the dismal December 2022 report revealed that the agency suffers from a chronic problem of inappropriate placements and ongoing care of children. You could almost replace DCS with uh, the Education Department in Tennessee. Read this story and it would probably be about the same. The report cited DCS for housing children in DCS offices. Hey, y'all just sleep underneath the copier here. Sleeping on the floor and on mats with little supervision. In summary, DCS takes kids from families that they can't take care of. In December 2022, reports follows a uh, report issued just two years prior. In December 2020, the Comptroller's report cited DCS for a failure to hire competent leadership, failure to document supervisory review of caseworkers, failure to timely complete investigative 
task, failure to maintain licensing documentations, and several other findings related to the safety of children in the custody of the state. In December of 2020, the report said caseworkers were asked about their work conditions. Staff reported feeling unappreciated and drained due to long work hours and that leadership focused on numbers rather than helping families and that they were reluctant to bring concerns to leadership for they feared they wouldn't be heard. Kind of like Tennessee citizens bringing concerns to Republican leadership. More than one respondent pointed out that leadership appeared to be more politically motivated than concerned with the best interests of children placed in the state's care. DCS was created in 1996 and is on its 10th commissioner. With an average of two and a half years for each leadership role, there's not a single commissioner that has produced a glowing audit from the comptroller's office in spite of the ever-increasing budget cast on taxpayers underneath the mantra of protecting the children. Or it's all about the kids. That's another good mantra. And whenever you hear it, you know that neither are true. On to the next story. Human error. 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 Human error to blame for wrong ballots being given to Davidson County voters. We're getting all dark here. What's going on here? Man, somebody, somebody who, whoever's running the audiovisual uh, at this company really needs to step it up. In a report issued on Friday by the Tennessee Election Commission, coordinator Mark Goins, a combination of human error and failure to ensure that districting changes were made correctly were cited as a reason for 437 voters in Davidson County casting incorrect ballots in the midterm elections in November. The Davidson County Election Commission reported that 489,944 registered voters as of election day during early voting period for the state and federal general election. Some Davidson County voters were identified as having been assigned to incorrect districts. As a result of these misassignments, D. CEC, ABCDEFG, reported that more than 3,000 voters were assigned to one or more of the incorrect districts. However, the report states that none of the errors were extreme enough to affect the outcomes of the races where the erroneous ballots were cast. Goings Review states that changes made by the staff in Davidson County to the street file used to assign districts were the primary cause of errors due to these changes not being verified through the geocoding with Metro IT services, the errors were not caught prior to the election. Goings points out that the majority of Davidson County staff were not involved in assigning voters during the redistricting process and that based upon interviews with the staff, only four employees of the County Election Commission in Davidson County primarily worked on the redistricting process. In his report, Goings wrote, I am confident, confident, that through the Election Commission's continued work with Metro IT services as well as assistance from the comptroller's office, they can prevent similar issues in the future. I am confident as well. If that rings hollow, it is because it is. Next story. Governor Lee grants Christmas pardons. Bashes Biden's plan to send immigrants to Tennessee. I don't see why he should. He probably doesn't care one way or the other. He's done nothing as governor whatsoever in all of his years to deter illegal immigration in the state of Tennessee. This is all Facebook theater. Governor Lee recently lashed out against President Biden for his plans to release, quote, asylum seekers to Tennessee, all the while granting clemency and expediting parole eligibility to dozens of convicted criminals within the state. Let me ask you why. You put an illegal immigration center in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where kids were molested and lost, even though you had an option not to, and both the House Speaker and the Lieutenant Governor were against you. Tell me why. Governor Lee. 
that you voted. Not voted voted for. Yes, you did. Signed it into law, giving professional license to illegal immigrants. Tell me why you have not given any support to stopping the taxpayer funding of education for children who come from other countries illegally in this state. Tell me why you have not gotten behind. E-verify. Mr. Governor, please tell me why. Tell me why. You would not even vote for, put your support behind, bills and legislation going through the General Assembly that would have just said you can't transport illegal immigrants into our state if you are a commercial transportation provider. No, this is all Facebook theater, folks. On December 22nd, Lee granted clemency to 16 individuals, pardoning 13, commuting the sentences of three others. He also used a change in the state's law as a basis for expediting the parole of an additional 30 people. According to the press release from Lee's office, Lee expedited parole for individuals who would have been eligible if their sentencing had been handed down according to the legislature's 2020 change in criteria for an enhanced sentencing for drug offenses within school zones. The irony in Lee's apparent Christmas gift to these individuals is that just days before, the governor took to Twitter saying, we've been informed by ICE that they are planning to release single adult detainees into Tennessee while they await court proceedings. This is irresponsible and a threat to safety in Tennessee. It's, what are you doing about it, Governor Lee? Absolutely nothing, which is what you always do about illegal immigration. Let's point to Washington as a scapegoat for our Chamber of Commerce NFIB illegal immigration loving policies. It works pretty well with low-information voters in Tennessee. You are not one of them because you listen to this program. You know the truth. They would not like the truth to get out. That's why you need to spread it by sharing this podcast and sharing this video everywhere in every conservative group on every social media platform that you see. That will be something you could do that's actually helpful. Tennessee's Attorney General Jonathan Scametti claimed that General Lee just found out about the plan the night before, but ICE officials say they notified Lee weeks ago about the asylum seekers, quote-unquote, that would be sent to the state. When questioned by the press about the discrepancy of the timing of his receipt of the information and his release of that knowledge, Lee refused to answer. Why? Because he doesn't give a rip. It's just more labor that's cheaper for the corporate overlords, and it's more clients for the government school systems that are failing, and it's more people to buy the services from the corporate overlords that sell things to people that donate to the Rhinos campaigns. We all know why Republicans never, ever do anything about this program, despite, or problem rather, despite the fact that the grassroots constantly harangue them to do so. All right, guys, I just uh, got to share a drink with my good friend Steve Abramowitz. He was down here also in attendance at the Hamilton County conservatives meeting which chris widener uh we both shared a beer they talked about national things of which i know very little but i was happy to listen to it and and to be informed uh and we shared personal stories had a good time uh enjoy spending time with fellow conservative leaders and steve is one of them you need to subscribe i'm telling you to the mill creek view podcast this guy is cranking out some fantastic interviews he is prolific he's getting the job done Recent episodes include interviews with voter integrity watchdog Frank Limpus and the founder of Williamson County Chapter of Moms for Liberty, Robin Steenman. Lady gets the job done. I'm actually going to be with Robin Steenman at the Moms for Liberty meeting tomorrow. As of today, today's Wednesday. I'm not recording this on my usual day. I will be there. So if you if you hear this, maybe you will, maybe you won't, maybe you could join us. 
So be sure that you check out Mill Creek View, Tennessee on Rumble. And as always, check them out anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just look for Mill, M-I-L-L, Creek View Podcast. Put Tennessee in there. Mill Creek View Podcast, Tennessee. Tennessee has to be in there, I do believe, because he's bringing you the state and local news that you can get nowhere else. Please support these publications. Please support these podcasts. There's so few people out there doing the good work to make sure that Tennessee remains free and that the truth is told. You must, must, must take action to support them. Next story. Republican Senator to sponsor a bill to add exceptions to Tennessee abortion ban. And for a penny and for a pound. Tennessee abortion ban makes all abortions illegal Beginning at the moment of conception, doctors who perform abortions can be prosecuted and risk $10,000 fine and up to 15 years in prison if they cannot prove in court that the procedure was medically necessary to save the life of the mother. Senator Ken Yeager, who's not been very conservative, I actually worked for the man, and I wish that I hadn't because his record has been kind of this big government, government employee, pro-taxpayers and grassroots voters second, Occasionally, you will work for someone in politics thinking they're conservative, especially when you're young, and you turn out to find out later that they're kind of just a, a go-along-to-get-along member of, of the state apparatus, and that's kind of where we are. Senator Ken Yeager is sponsoring a bill that would allow exceptions for, for physicians who perform abortions to save the mother's life. House Speaker Samron, uh, Cameron Sexton noted that he would support a bill with exceptions for saving the life of the mother and for victims of rape, incest, and stated that the clarification of the law is needed. Now listen, there are situations, I do agree, when uh, this is probably necessary, right, for the life of the mother. Other, other things, I suppose. I am not a physician. Uh, if, if someone I loved who was in pregnancy and had some kind of complication you know, was going to be killed if they were to deliver a baby, you know, if my wife or sister or somebody like that was in that situation, I know that I would want the wife uh, and my sister to be preserved. The thing I always worry about in these situations is when you see folks who have a terrible conservative record crafting legislation, I always wonder and worry that it's not some kind of backdoor for exceptions that aren't really related to that because the devil's in the details. I don't know. I'm, I'm gun-shy after the past two years. Excuse me. State Senator Richard Briggs, and there's another one you can't trust as far as you can throw him, has also been vocal about his belief that the law needs to be changed, noting that he voted for the law initially back in 2019. He says he didn't read the thing, didn't think it'd ever pass. That was hilarious. He says, however, that he will not break the commitment he made to Tennessee Right for Life to sponsor any bills to amend the current law. Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally said he's comfortable as it stands with the current law. Governor Bill Lee insists that all necessary provisions are already made for physicians in the existing law and that no changes are needed. So which is it? See? See? You can see why I'm confused about this. Which is it? I don't know. Somebody would have to trot all this stuff out and help it make sense to me. But when I see Ken Yeager and when I see Richard Briggs trying to do anything, the immediate thought that I have is that it's not conservative and it probably isn't good. If you want me to think otherwise, vote differently. Next story, 7th generation farmer reaches out to community to prevent imminent domain grab of his Tennessee family farm. I would hate to be in this kind of situation. On Christmas Day, a 7th generation farmer reached out to community members via social media pleading for support for his family and the farm on Mount Juliet, Tennessee. The farm is one of 
of three family-owned farms in the area being threatened by imminent domain grab if the city's commission votes to approve a north-to-south bypass proposal running through privately-owned farmland. Man, if I had a privately-owned farm and somebody's like, hey, we're going to take this crap from you and run a freaking interstate through the middle of it, I wouldn't like it either. Andy Ligon says that three options outlined in the Western Connector Project to directly affect his family's farm. Quote, the farm in question is a keystone of our family's farm operation, Ligon told the Tennessee Conservative. This farm feeds all of our livestock, plus provides horses, hay, and the surrounding communities while providing the majority of our income. Our family has continually farmed the same land since 1789. Progress is cruel. Ligon urged community members to fill out a comment card with the deadline of December 29th. That's already passed. And contact city commissioners about the project. The Tennessee Conservative reached out to Andy Barlow, Director of Public Works and Engineering, and Matthew White, Deputy Director of Public Works and Engineering for comment, but did not receive a reply at the time of publication. We also contacted Mount Juliet City Commissioners for comment. Scott Hefner, Commissioner for District 3, said, I will be focusing on routes that border property lines, not those that cut through active farms. Good. Makes sense. All right, guys. This stuff that we bring you does not run on buttercups and unicorns and complaints and posting on social media, venting your spleen about why you see liberal and rhino things happening in our beloved state of Tennessee, but rather it is supported by the about 4.5% of people that actually give. If you are not in that 4.5% club, shame be on you and those and a a pox be on your home we need your money i'm telling you i put a significant amount of my personal income somewhere between 150 to 200,000 into this puppy so it does not bother me a lick to ask you to chip in a little bit every month you can mail your check to tennessee conservative 1523 east 27th street chattanooga tennessee 37404 we have checks right now laying on the table in here that i need to deposit thanks to patriots that give at Hamilton County Conservatives today, we had some fine patriots that helped support our publication, and I appreciate it when the call is heard. It's just a few of us that make this heavy lift. Now listen, you ever look around and you go, oh, why don't we have more conservative news outlets? I will tell you, as someone who has started one and who currently runs one, it's because conservatives don't give. The money's over here. The mouth is over here in the next, in the next time zone. We need the money and the mouth to be in the same time zone, at least, if not together simultaneously. If you give any money, we will send you this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. If you give $50, no, I'm sorry, I, I misspoke, $50 or more, or if you give a recurring donation of $10 or more, we will give you this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. It is made from the melted down claws and skeleton of Wolverine. This is quality antimanium, indestructible. You could, you could set off an atom bomb in this. And the only thing that would happen is the top would fall off. We did not make the top out of that because this stuff is very expensive. And you'll also get this proud Tennessee conservative koozie. It is in there. Lots of drink warming and cooling properties in this. And if you give any amount of money, I don't care what it is, we'll send you a Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. Don't get your panties in a wad if you are from California or other northern states. It is just a joke. And also, this proud Tennessee conservative bumper sticker. And we will send you a directory of your state senators and state reps, and you can contact them as we go through this upcoming session. Listen, guys, you can't take it with you. You might as well send it here, because I'm not putting it in my pocket. I got a job that pays the bills already. 
this one just consumes a lot of time and creates a lot of headache, worry, and frustration. But I do it for you. So if I'm doing it for you, you got to do something for me. Please do donate. Next story. Next story. What we got here? Naxful. Not Naxful. Naxful. That's probably how they say it down there. Up there. Knoxville. Mayor attends Drag Queen Christmas show at publicly funded theater. One thing that is amazing to me about the left and the depravity of it in general, and I guess it is a good strategy overall, is how they take something like the birth of Jesus Christ and celebrate it with depravity. I mean, what does the birth of Jesus Christ have to do with drag shows mayor? What does it have to do with it? How does, how does the birth of Jesus Christ and drag shows go hand in hand? Shouldn't they like, like, I don't know, isn't there some other kind of like sacrilegious holiday or some other kind of like maybe Halloween? I mean, just something like that. But why Christmas? I'll tell you why. They want to attack anything that is truthful, that brings light into the world, that is good and pure and honest and decent, and that is permanent. And they want to tear it down. And this is how they do it. By making extreme things acceptable, and then they push it back, and it's like, oh well, this isn't this is this is amazingly unacceptable. And then the next thing you know, you turn around ten years later, and what was completely extreme is now now been normalized. It is a fantastically effective strategy, and we've got to push back against it. Liberal Knoxville Mayor India Sakakakanan proudly attended the Drag Queen Christmas show at the city's historic Tennessee Theater, funded by taxpayers. On December 22nd, she bragged on a Facebook post that included a photo of herself and part of the audience where children can clearly be seen behind her. So glad to be at a Drag Queen Christmas with so many Knoxville folks. It's going to be a festive night. Festive how? I don't see how this has anything to do with the birth of Jesus. Maybe you do. Knoxville residents held a candlelight vigil to pray and to grieve on the other side of the street in the theater. A source tells us that it was well attended with approximately 500 showing up and taking part in the protest. Two days before the show, Representative Jason Zachary spoke to constituents on Twitter to relay that city officials had spoken with the show's promoter in an attempt to ensure the safety of children attending the show with their parents in exception, or rather an expectation was set that performers would not interact with children as they had in previous cities where the show had already toured. Local law enforcement planned to monitor the performance. Zachary has also promised in a separate video that action is going to be taken when the legislature meets in January for the new session. I hope it will be, Jason. Next story. Oh, it's dark. It's dark down there in TVA. TVA issued apology for power outages during the severe winter weather. The Tennessee Valley Authority issued an apology last week for power issues faced by customers over Christmas weekend. You talk about a bad weekend to experience that. I'm sure that clients were exceptionally happy. According to TVA, the cold temperatures that blanketed most of the state created a strain on the power grid, leading to force local power companies to institute temporary blackouts to reduce the electrical load for about 2 hours and 15 minutes on Friday, December 23rd, and number 5 hours and 40 minutes on Saturday, December 24th, Christmas Eve. Many Tennesseans were without power for an extended period of time during those temporary energy load reductions. TVA stated they assumed full responsibility of the problem. All that makes everybody feel better. I'm sure no heads will roll. They should, but this is the government. We'll apologize. You accept it. We are conducting a thorough review of what occurred and why TVA released in a statement. We are committed to sharing these lessons learned, and more importantly, the corrective actions were taken the weeks ahead to ensure that 
are prepared to manage significant events in the future. While TVA has not released any official word on what called the needs for blackouts, the court, uh, the commercial appeal reported that TVA told local electric companies that failing natural gas plants and two coal-powered plants, along with the problem with a third-party plant, were supposed to be on standby, creating an issue with electrical supply. Residents across Tennessee were upset with the limited amount of warning they received for the blackout started in TVA CEO Jeff Layash. Layash acknowledged that they could have done a better job of communicating with local power companies, so you should take a, take a pay cut or something. If you deliver something 365 days a year and you can't do it on Christmas Eve, there should probably be some financial repercussions. Now listen, I did get some things emailed to me from various subscribers talking about how TVA has done away with some traditional sources for power in exchange for green power, which apparently doesn't work very well in a... Uh, extremely cold temperatures nor extremely hot temperature any where liberals are in control of any states so here's the thing we should not be left in a situation in tennessee where we have issues like this and i do believe that the ford motor company and the billion dollars that was given to them in corporate welfare by republicans to do what will probably be a highly subsidized build out of a plant for electric vehicles in West Tennessee, I think that's just the, the camel's nose under the tent. There's not enough consumer demand for it, so they have to rely on taxpayer dollars. They have to rely on government money, which is just your tax dollars taken to subsidize it. Compete in the free market. If you got a car that'll run, build it. Build it at your own damn expense. I don't see Governor Lee or Randy McNally or Cameron Sexton coming to the small business owners, many of which who listen to this podcast and subscribe to our news publication. Anybody showing up with an Easter basket full of money for the hardworking small business owners that employ more people than anybody else in the state? It'll be a cold day in hell, especially if TVA is supplying the power. All right, guys. The Tennessee Conservative, here we are. 2023 first podcast four days in boy we got the session coming up we're going to be telling you the bills that have been filed we're going to be telling you what's going on it is my sincere hope that as we tell you about uh, bills that are being filed like dale carr's bill to uh, increase the ease and access of illegal immigrants to compete with native citizens that was sponsored that people will pay attention to these legislative updates we're about to get hot and heavy on these bill filings so that you can contact these people when they're trying to do things that are not conservative, when they are Republicans, and to say to them, no, no, take that crap back to the lobbyists that put it in your ear and tell them to go to you know where. That is one thing that I hope that we can do this year, that if we're more proactive and we get out in front of this stuff, that we can tell you when the most liberal rhinos in the state of Tennessee start filing these Chamber of Commerce NFIB $500,000 in lobbying spent per member bills that are not what conservative grassroots voters want. We're going to tell you, so you got to stay tuned. Now listen, keeping up watching all this crap takes a lot of money, a lot of time. Please do go to conservative news, TennesseeConservativeNewsRather.com slash support. Hit that button. Put some money in the kitty. We need your help. All right. What's the Lewis family up to this weekend? And for the rest of the week, I might add, because I am doing this midweek, which is highly unusual. 
So what's going on this week? As I mentioned previously, I am uh, going down to the state capitol tomorrow, and I'm going to deliver some conservative flame awards, and I'm going to briefly meet, I hope very briefly, because I've got I got to get on the road. This is the busiest time of year for me in my paying business, which is an unfortunate coincidence with a legislature meeting. i got to go down the road uh, to the legislature to drop off some awards and say hey to people. Hopefully, and if I disappear... If I if you don't hear me hear from me if I should be stabbed in the Capitol you'll know it's because I have told the truth. Uh, <laughs> at any rate, I'm going up there, and then I'm going to the Williamson County Moms for Liberty meeting. And so, if you are in or around Williamson County, and if you happen to listen to this podcast before then, please do come up there and see us. It's going to be in the evening at the Williamson County Public Library. Uh, from there, I'm going to go hang out, uh, with a buddy of mine, uh, Gary Humble. We're going to spend a little time together, a little one-on-one, a little, uh, mono-e-mono time. It's going to be a good time. Uh, somebody else is fighting for freedom in the state of Tennessee. And I'm going to come back, work my keister off on Friday. i got a lot of stuff to do. And this weekend, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, after we had like 30-plus people at our house for New Year's, which was a fun, fantastic time, friends from out of town came in with all their kids, uh, it was a good time. I'm going to uh, just work on Saturday. This is the time of year where I have to kind of put my head down, put my nose to the grindstone, and get stuff done. So not a lot of fun, not a lot of frivolity, uh, but just a lot of work. So that's what I'm doing this weekend. I'm hoping for a quiet, non-eventful weekend at home and to go to church on Sunday, hopefully to the early service, or maybe Saturday night. My 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 daughter really wants us to go... Uh, to the Saturday night services that are more oriented for youth. So I think that we may start trying that, which still feels unusual to me. But I'm willing to give it a shot. And maybe they'd give me all day Sunday off. I don't know if that counts. I'll have to check. I'll have to check the Bible. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. But I'm going to do it anyway. All right, guys. Love you, mean it. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Brandon Lewis with the Tennessee Conservative. 10 Con Big 7 News Update. Now listen, as I mentioned previously, the social media overlords as we've learned from the Twitter files, have been doing things that we all knew, but now we know they really do it. So I need you to help us amplify our message, and that includes forwarding it by email, sending it through text, posting it on social media so that people can get this information so they are not left in the dark thinking that this is the most conservative leadership we've ever had when, in fact, it is all social media theater. The truth is sharp. Sharp as a double-edged sword. I need you to help me get that sword out of the sheath and in the war for freedom. Talk to you later. Love you, mean it. Talk to you next week.